Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of Sadie Hawkins Pod. Yes, hello, everybody. As you out rustle there in the, the record uh... store, and this is our record store day <laughs> tribute. Uh, it's not record store day. When's that? May? April? Is it's it going to happen up. this year? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Hope so. You're as you rustle the uh, all work no playlist vinyl over yes, there. We're talking about the all work no playlist bonus episode. We're not talking, <laughs> we're talking about, about the. We're episode. talking about this it's episode very meta. itself. Yeah, uh, we we talked about it in our last in a K car episode, but we just want to give like a specific update because we had our. Yeah, and we, we got, had our bonus episode about the announcement yeah. and the original voting and everything. And we got some questions about it. And hey, doesn't everybody want a little extra content right now? So why <laughs> <Sure>. not? <laughs> what are we doing? We're just sitting around at home. We can be recording extra episodes. So as everybody knows, let's go over the tracks again. Yes. That's what we did in our original episode, our original bonus episode, where yeah. we talked about the track list being selected. But let's go over it again. Side A is Sadie Hawkins' dance. Side B is Be My Escape. <laughs> so all of Wait. Sadie Hawkins' dance is on side A. I'm tired. <laughs> it should have been all, it was all deathbed on side A. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get this right. Side A, track one, Sadie Hawkins' dance. <laughs> track two, Be My Escape. Track three, who I am, hates who I've been. And that's it on that side, right? Yes. and But then there's a bonus track of Deathbed. <sighs> then we have side B, forget and not slow down. Must have done something right. Pressing on. I so hate consequences. High of 75. Chapstick, chap lips, and things like chemistry. This is like, I think this is the killer side. Mm-hmm. In terms of amount of songs. Yeah. And quality of songs. Yeah. Side C is Mood Rings, Savannah, In Love with the 80s, Getting Into You, Collapsible Lung, The Best Thing. Again, those are all killer tracks, and that's a good side. But compared to, like, Side B, I think I said this in our last last time we did the bonus episode. Side B is, like, if you go and you get one of those CDs at Best Buy, where yeah. it's, like, the top five tracks by this artist. 20th Century Masters. Yeah, it's yeah. not even... Sometimes they weren't even quite best hits or biggest hits or whatever. They were right. just, like... Here's an EP of the biggest hits by this band. That's side B for me. Side C is like the second tier, you know, the close, the close tier, second tier hitters. Then side D, you got Candlelight for Moments I Feel Faint, uh, The One I'm Waiting For, and The Lining is Silver. Yeah. So now when we open up the gatefold, there is every full-length album, plus Bird and the B-Sides, plus Apathetic EP are all listed here, all their full track lists. And then if the song's not on the album, it's scratched out. And if it's on the album, it has a check mark with a yellow highlight. So let's go through. So that that this is a good visual cue yeah. <laughs> for us to talk about how many tracks on each album ended up getting picked. Because as we've talked about at nauseum, the self-titled and Air for Free all scratched out. No picks off of that, which is kind of crazy i feel like i mean i feel like you could get rid of for moments i feel faint yeah let's well let's go through and figure out what two tracks could we get rid of so we could get at least one self-titled and one air for free track on here so deathbed collapsible lung and for the moments i feel faint (laughs) i would scratch because you can fit two where deathbed is or maybe even three yeah 
So pressing on. So oh, Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek has three songs with. Pressing it should on. open off with kickoff because we're hope you're not sick of Reliant K. Yeah, but if people didn't vote for it, then <sighs> people must have been sick of Reliant K. <laughs> Or they weren't sick of Relying K and they didn't want to vote for that song because they're like, that's not the sentiment I feel. Too many negatives. Plus it mentions CDs and they would be on a record. Oh, we got to listen to our... Where's Lionel Countdown? Oh yeah, Lionel Countdown's on here. But I was going to say we should listen to our Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek vinyl. Do we have one? I guess it might be the only one we don't have. I don't know. We have to get an Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek vinyl. <laughs> We should figure out what we have, because I know we have... Mm-hmm. 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 I know we have two lefts. Yeppers. Yep. These are the ones... I'm, th- those two I know I bought myself, but then there was that big lot that we bought. And we on- also have the self-titled. Did you say that already? Yes. You got me the I- self-titles for okay. my birthday, I think. <laughs> yes. So I'm thinking... <laughs> so first there's the records that I bought for us ourselves. There's self-titled, two lefts, don't make a right. Mm-hmm. An ear for free. I bought those separately. Then we bought that lot from Luke Morrow, which was collapsible on Forget Not Slow Down, five score, and that was it. I'm bummed out that his name isn't Tom. Tom Morrow. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't get that all the time. I have a cousin named Justin, and he used to work in Orlando at Universal Studios on the like ferries that they had between one of the resorts and the park. Right. And people would constantly see his name badge and go, oh, looks like I'm just in time for the boat. He got it at least three times a day. (laughs) And he had to pretend like it was like so great every time, but he died a little inside. Nice. (laughs) I mean, nice to him dying a little inside. So Luke Morrow probably feels similarly. Right. So the only vinyl we need to complete our full length album collection is Anatomy. But my point was, when we get it, do they say, then you'll want to throw our CD away? Or did they happen to record an alternate lyric where they said, then you want to throw our record away? Because in kickoff, they say, hope you're not mm-hmm. sick of Reliant K, because then you want to throw our CD away. They could have redone it for for this. That's what I'm saying. For the like, did they? Final. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> how many tracks off of each album there are. Three off Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek. Four. Aren't you happy we recorded a bonus episode for you? We're clearly bringing our A game tonight. <laughs> yes. For- <laughs> we can mention <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening in the world, but that's not the reason I'm sort of off tonight. I'll tell about the reason I'm off tonight after little- I go through this okay. list. Three tracks on Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, four tracks on Two Lefts, one, two. Three, four, five tracks on mm-hmm, which is as many letters are as in the title of the album. Three tracks off of five score. <laughs> one track off of Bird and the B-Sides. Three tracks off Forget and Not Slow Down. And Wait, one I'm track sorry, off did you just one. say that there are four tracks, which is the same number of letters? No, there are There's five. There's only two letters. No, what? Mm-hmm. There are f- M and H. Yeah, but there are five characters. As many characters are in the title of the album, five, there are as many tracks selected for the vinyl. So here's what happened. (laughs) April was acting weird all day, and I'm afraid to tell this story because Doggy Protective Services might come and take her away from me. 
Oh, Danny. April was acting weird all day. And we were like, what's wrong, April? Is it because, you know, like... What's going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Like, can you tell something's up? And we were like, I don't know. Like, is there a ghost in the apartment? And you're scared? Like, what's happening? She's acting weird all night. She won't do all kinds of things that she normally would do. Like... If you blow in her face, she'll turn around and kiss you. She won't do that. If you sit down on the ground and pat your lap, she'll come over and sit in your lap. She won't do that. She won't take her treats right away. She'll think about it. So, like, what's the matter? I'm like, okay, let's get out of the house, get a change of pace. We'll go to Starbucks. They give the puppuccinos. She loves puppuccinos. She goes wild for them. Like, Mm -hmm. she gets animalistic, like, wide-eyed stare when she gets a puppuccino. It's adorable. We go to Starbucks. We get her a puppuccino. She takes two licks. She stops. I'm like, oh no, what's the matter? We got to go to the vet. What's the matter? I feel her stomach. Her stomach is warm. I'm like, does she have a fever? I'm looking into it. And coronavirus is not susceptible to dogs. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Then Jessica's like, what's up with this bandana you that's on her? And then Jessica's like, did you tie this on? And I'm like, yeah, it's a bandana. She's like, this isn't a tie-on bandana. No, it's the kind of bandana that has the, the like, hole, like, the, the sleeve so that you slip it through the collar. Yeah. So it's made a little bit shorter because of that. And Danny just tied it on, so he was strangling the poor dog the all dog day. The dog was being strangled all day. Poor puppy. It is She's off fine. now. No. She is fine. The second we took it she off her, like... she was jumping and running around. Yeah. She's had so many treats since then. She's okay. April is fine. I'm a bad dog daddy. You were such a bad dog daddy tonight. That poor puppy. And she says, also, this isn't professional in the context of me being your podcast engineer. <laughs> She's going to report us to the, her union representatives, Danny. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired from the podcast. She's just looking at us now. Like, She's just looking guys. at us like everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, I love her so much and I'm so sorry. So, all work and no playlist. <laughs> Reliant K. So, we had had some questions on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> we would had a few different people reach out because not everyone was able to order the fan vinyl in time. They did sort of like a, a limited release of it. Right. Pre-order, I mean. Yeah, it was pre-order only. And when the pre-orders were sold out, that was your only chance to get the record. So lots of people found out about it after the fact. I was seeing this on Twitter because I'm always looking at what people are writing about Reliant K on Twitter. And uh, yeah, some people were upset that they didn't find out about it in time. So let's start listening as we podcast comments on the record. You ready? Mm-hmm. So first we start off with side A. Pretty good. Sounds good. <laughs> so here we are with Sadie Hawkins' dance. One of my most favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? He's wearing a shirt right now that says, I voted for Sadie Hawkins' dance. I am. Did I say pod? I'm prone to say pod. You did say dance. I did say dance. Okay. But yeah. This is playing on our record player right now. It is. So this is the first track. What do you think, Jess? How do you think it sounds? I think it sounds Compared to the... (laughs) Such a rich sound there. Yeah. You know, there are some elements to the song that I never noticed before. I've got to say, like, wow. Especially I wonder when, if they did a re-record. I don't think so. Oh, we can talk about that, though, because on the Spotify oh. playlist, 
when they announced the release. Why are you put? Why are you reaching for the button? We're listening to the record while we talk about the song. Why are you turning it down? We're rocking out. Because we're already going to get content to wear ID'd on this episode. Do you want me to do? Uh, now I have to break. Okay. Hold on. Wait a second. I'll stop the record. Ooh. You picking this up? <laughs> I put it to 35 RPM. Okay, yeah, I put on the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I put the 7 inch on top of the 12 inch and set it to 7 inch speed. What are you trying did to you ruin not our see, records? Did you see me do that? Yes. You did see me do that. I okay. thought it was MXPX, though. Oh, you, you didn't I didn't know. see the uh, didn't labels, see yeah. So, so now we'll actually play the proper record. <laughs> is it still in 7 inch, inch mode? No, it's not. Okay. No. This is like a hangout episode, everybody. It is. This is not a properly structured episode. (laughs) Okay. If you're a first-time listener who's here for the clickbait, (laughs) go listen to another episode first. I feel like our our, uh, pre-release discussion of the... Oh, look how bumpy it is. We talked about this last week, but there's a real bump in our side A, side B. We need to just open the other one. Oops, I'm in the wrong speed still. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. So we're actually going to do a live unboxing here on the air. Um, Because we had bought two copies of the plain record, of the the actual record, and then we have our test pressing. I opened both the test pressing and our first copy of the regular album. So Jessica's going to open the other copy. So Jessica, tell us the emotions you're feeling as you're opening our second copy. Like that that wonderful smell. Yeah, that, that wonderful, like thin plastic smell is coming through Mm -hmm. it almost smells like a blockbuster and like vhs tapes (laughs) and yeah now you think we would not open our other copy because like keep it pristine and stuff but the thing is that was the plan but the one we opened is warped on side a and b yeah yeah so we're hoping and it's it's very noticeable during one of the songs yeah and when you look at the thing when you look at the the turntable you can see the bump on one of the angles on one of the <laughs> fresh paper smell. Mm, it's like it's like a brand new bookstore. Oh, nice! It's wonderful. A brand new bookstore, something that you never see nowadays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go. All okay. right. How's it look inside? Slip that cover off. Let's take a look. Looks a little bumpy. It does look a little bumpy. Is this because it's this clear splatter vinyl thing? And it's just more it prone just does to not dent. Hold, yeah. Put it on the turntable and see what happens when we spin it. Oh, Let's spin that wax. It looks better. It definitely looks better. Okay. There is a little. There's a little, but not as pronounced as the other one. The other one is a really, a really large hump. Yeah. Like, the other one is really, really noticeable. This one hopefully won't be quite so noticeable while listening. It's You can see it as it goes around. You can around. see it rising yeah. on that bump, but it's yeah. not as big as the other one. It's like Man, a little what a bummer. Yeah. Why couldn't they just do black? Like, come on. I know. It could also have been, like, an error in the printing process. I don't know, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. 
I was looking at WikiHow for how to like fix slightly warped records, and it's like you put it between two like flat objects, and then mm-hmm. like put it in the oven. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, geez. oh, this is, this sounds rough. Yikes. I think I'll pass on that. So as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by the Mighty Mighty <laughs> Boston's. On the Spotify playlist for this record that came out well before the record actually shipped, they... Did you get follow what I'm saying so far? Long before the record shipped, like yeah. when the voting had just completed, Goatee Records or somebody or Reliant K put together a Spotify playlist of all the winners. They picked in the Spotify playlist the 10th anniversary re-record of Sadie Hawkins' dance. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Which is not what's on the record. No. So that's, if anyone's been wondering about oh. that, that's not what's on the record. Yeah. And they picked the acoustic version of uh, Be My of Be My Escape, or who, who I Am Hates Who I've Been. They accidentally picked like the oh. acoustic version from Mm-hmm 10. Yeah, that's not what you're getting. You're getting the original recordings of these songs, except for when we get to Must Have Done Something Right. There's They did a little something different with Must yeah. Have Done Something Right. Which we talked about in K-Car. Go back and check out K-Car. Yeah. And now, if you hear us skip around a little bit, it's because we didn't have anything to say, <laughs> so we're cutting to when we next had something to say during the next song. <laughs> won't be needing I'm getting so nostalgic listening to Sadie Hawkins dance and like I'm just so taken back to that 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 bus and that field trip and like hearing this for the first time and being like ooh I like this what is this like it's bringing me back to that place now Jess you're learning bass you should learn this bass part this is really hard to play really yeah okay. I think it is I don't the know the whole song but or just the bridgey part Oh, I, I always say bridgey br- part. I didn't look at just the bridgey part. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do you play bass? Hit me up abstra- at abstract ratio. Give me some. Uh, give me some tips and pointers. So yeah, on the Spotify playlist of all work and no playlists, it's the acoustic "Be My Escape" from towards the huh. end of Mm-hmm Ten. Well, as you're about to hear, it is not the acoustic version. Yeah, because acoustic guitars are for losers. Those are hippies and losers. (laughs) I like rocking hard electric guitar. You can't hear it, but I'm just watching every time it goes around that (laughs) slight hump there. Now, Jessica... Oh, Jessica's in the groove. Sorry. I'm in the groove. Oh, because it's a vinyl. Oh. (laughs) When we talked about who I so hate consequences. Yeah. I was like, I'm in my 30s. I don't do consequences. I don't understand. Like you, you you fess up to your consequences. No big, no big deal. What's so bad? You got to run from them. Uh And now I'm like, well, I almost killed my dog today. (laughs) I thought this was your way of telling me that you had like been in contact with someone with COVID nineteen, and oh. I thought that you were like, re- you, this was your this was your promposal of that moment. No, I just feel really bad. April's fine. She has no idea anything was wrong. She's like sleeping. She's happily like sleeping now. happily now, but she was so depressed all day, and we were like, hey, poor April. She needs a Xanax. Like, no, 
Uh, I'm drinking a Blue Moon iced coffee blonde. How is that? It's okay. It doesn't taste okay. like coffee. Oh. I don't know if it actually has Hints caffeine. Hints of coffee? Golden colored wheat ale made with fair trade decaf caffeine. It's a blonde, beans. which usually when you see coffee stouts, they're a stout and not a blonde. So. Right. And this says it's made with decaf coffee. Ooh, nice. That means they totally strip the bean down and then redo it yeah. again. Yeah. Because I remember one time Jessica and I were curious and our friend was here. Our friend, not friend Johnny, but our friend John <laughs> who lives here in Los Angeles. We were all hanging and out. And this is not one of the Johns that's, that's in Reliant K. Hey, this is a right. different John. This is John. Just a very popular this is name. John we know. And we were all hanging out. And we were like, what's the deal with decaf? What's the deal with decaf coffee? <laughs> so we went on YouTube and looked up a video to explain how decaf coffee is made. And then April started clawing at the door. And it's like, okay, I'm going to walk April. You guys watch this video. When I come back, John and Jessica are like, oh my gosh, you missed it. They basically destroy the bean. Yeah. It's like you're getting yeah. nothing. It's like they just, they basically brew the coffee yeah. and then unbrew it without the caffeine. If you do, and, and if you, and they do it chemically, unless you make sure that you have the water treatment and then that's like the closest you can get to an organic decaf yeah but yeah apparently decaf coffee is one of the most organic inorganic things yeah you can get dan yeah i fought you for so long i should have <laughs> let you in you did fight me for pretty long didn't you <laughs> you broke up with me for a little bit you were like this guy loves me, but I'm a, I'm threatened by that. Thank you for just destroying the context, <laughs> metaphor, whatever you'd call it. This song's Subtext. about God, though, right? I mean, we haven't done Be My Escape. We haven't done Be My Escape yet, but yeah, that's, I, I'm like, so it's funny because whenever we get the, whenever we look into the song meanings for a lot of these songs and people are like, this is about Jesus. And we're like, he's holding hands with Jesus. Like, no, this is just a song about a girl. This is a song, Be My Escape, that I'm 100% like, this is a song about God. Mm -hmm. This is a song about God that got big and mainstream and was played on the radio. And then somebody was like, wait a minute, he's not talking about a girl. And they took it off mainstream radio. I don't think it was. This has been Jessica's theory forever, since pretty much the day I met her. And me personally, I'm just like. Maybe they just played a minor hit for a while and then no, you know, I'm only sure so many people responded is. to it, so yeah. they took it off the radio. But Jessica's like, they took Be My Escape <laughs> off the radio when <laughs> Mr. Radio found out it's a Christian song. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Radio is good friends with Mr. Coca-Cola and Mr. McDonald's. <laughs> yes. The three the, the, the <laughs> evil Mr. trinity Apple. that runs America. <laughs> So this is like our audio commentary yeah. of the new album. Um, who I Am Hates Who I've Been. This I'm is a little of... surprised that Who I Am Hates Who I've Been made it. Are you? I am a little bit. Out of all the other songs on it, mm-hmm. Like, because they picked, okay, so they picked High of 75. They picked Be My Escape, which obviously. Right. Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. And what's the what's the fourth one? Or is the there a fourth I'm and fifth for. one? The one I'm waiting for. And okay, I, know, I can see and that. And I so hate consequences. And I so hate consequences. Okay, I can see that. This one seems like a little bit of a I don't know if there's... So here's all the... Because I, I don't think out of all the songs on Mm-hmm, I don't think there's any bigger song than the five that were picked. 
Uh, the only thing worse than beating a dead horse is almost choking your dog to death. <laughs> There's uh, my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, more than useless, witch to bury, us or the hatchet, let it all out, maintain consciousness, this week the trend, life after death and taxes, and when I go down. I feel I like- definitely, I definitely voted for this week the trend. Yeah. Right. But I understand why that wouldn't make it. Yeah, because when we covered this week the trend, I thought it was like a hit and there was no music video for it. Danny, stop right there. That's exactly where you lost it. See that line? You never should have crossed it. <laughs> this episode is playing out a lot more like the Patreon episodes. <laughs> I said this is a hangout episode. <laughs> So then that's what our Patreon episode. This is like you get all of the loose, not really trying too hard of our Patreon episodes, yeah. which you can pay 5, 10, or 15. No. <laughs> Three. We're adding in a new tier. What are our tiers? 3, 5, or 10? 2, 5, or 10. 2, 5, or 10. You can pay 2, 5, or 10 for podcasts where we don't really try too hard. But I think we're a lot funnier on the Patreon episodes mm-hmm. because we also aren't afraid <laughs> to curse and stuff. Right. Not that we just go cursing for no reason yeah yeah so anyways as i was saying there doesn't seem like there's any song on mm-hmm that's bigger than these five no you're correct. this week the trend probably i mean the thing about mm-hmm is it's like an album of hits it's like dookie or many other albums where like every single song is all yeah. killer no filler unlike the album all killer no filler by some 41 <laughs> This is like a song where like yeah. every song is worth being on the album. There's 100%. nothing that's skippable. Um, you know, who I am hates who I bet does make sense. I'm just thinking like in terms of okay, you only have you have two you have two records, four sides to choose from, and I think I'm just trying to think of where I could shoehorn in you, an air is, for free. Maybe song. this is maybe this is the first song that I could say you could cut it. To Don't get, get an me air wrong though, song. I love this song because out of because. Mm-hmm, has the most songs, which makes sense. Yeah. Because it's sort of their biggest artistic achievement as far as songs go. Yeah. Unlike the next song that's about to start, like the next song that's about to start playing. Mm. <laughs> Skip so, next. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh, you can live get through how long I can get through of this song. You're about to hear how long I can actually get through Deathbed. So it's, so I always miss, I always speak for you why you don't like death, why you don't like deathbed. And we've heard your hot, hot takes about how like, this isn't a Reliant K song (laughs) and all that stuff. And people love this song and I sort of apologize, but I under, I more or less understand, but give us like the, the, the IMDB synopsis of why you don't like deathbed i have to save that for our deathbed episode danny because <laughs> unfortunately i have to be a part of that episode yeah but maybe <laughs> if we work through it now maybe you'll get more appreciation i'm not saying you have to get appreciation for the song but there are songs that we haven't that you didn't really like or care about that much and then when we talked about them you liked them a lot more then there's other songs yeah. that you liked a lot more and when we talked about them then you didn't like them like faking <laughs> right. my own suicide <laughs> yes. Exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. There's just so many different elements to Deathbed that I, I understand why it's considered such a great song, but I do think that especially in the era that it's in, which right. is five the five score era, 
Right. It's on an album that has things like fun songs like Must Have Done Something Right and The Best Thing and what one can consider like a slightly more poppy album for them and especially at the time. It's their thrash metal album. Let's get that clear. As I've said before, <laughs> Five Score is their thrash metal album. You you end the record with this and it's just this like free bird. I don't even know what <laughs> that I just am like, I don't know. And up until this point, you know, we had had very like tangible songs from them, right? You hadn't right. had a lot of intangible songs from them. You had had a lot of, they're all, you can relate to the narrator in every Reliant K song up until now. Right. You, this is the first song that isn't just like literal Tyson. Like it's not, we're not, you know, going through a song that's talking about something very personal to a specific individual. It's like the this first is a song story is clearly song. a fiction. Yeah, it's clearly a fiction. Which, too, which Matt Tyson has done more of. Yes. I think and, this is and, good. I think we should get through this before we do our death episode. And I love um, Runnin'. Runnin' I love. Which is a similar, yeah. Which has a similar tone. But it may be just because it's more concise and it's more... Yeah. Like, this isn't a pop song. And I'm sure... I think I read that, like, the band had, like, a lot of... some, Not a lot of, but maybe some pushback about, like... Why do you need this 10-minute song at the end of the album? But I do just have... Because we got to the... Sometimes, yeah, I... sometimes it reminds me. Sometimes this song, this the existence of this song and its placement on the album, reminds me a lot of the song "Only in Dreams" by Weezer, that closes the Blue album, because that's a super long song. I think it's like eight minutes. It's like an epic, but "Only in Dreams" is much more of a pop song. It's like a stretched out pop song. Like this is kind of a pop song in the in like the. Deathbed's like a pop song in the the Laurel Canyon thing, you know, like right. almost like but the Laurel Canyon like songs Beach tend Boys. to be a bit more happy. Yeah, but not all of them. Some of them were dealing with real things. With yeah, but just with a peppier and beat and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but this is like this is sort of his like. I feel like you know this is definitely a Beach Boys inspired thing, mm-hmm. even though it's not specifically Beach Boys in tone or muse- musicality but just the the stretched out like theatricality exists right. in some beach boy songs and as i was saying only in dreams by weezer is like a full pop rock song that's been stretched out to eight minutes with a lot of different things and whereas this is like a mini opera so this can seem a little bit more pretentious to people who aren't prepared to deal with it or to accept it Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm, and I don't want to do my whole deathbed rant now because okay. I want to save it for that. <laughs> but there is, I've joked that if this was a Lana Del Rey song and was right. like two and a half, three minutes long, I would right. love it because I do, I do like the line "I can smell the death on the sheets." I do like that line. That's very Whereas poetic and very beautiful. Gross, I think that's the most upsetting. Well, of course, line. Well, whereas, but, yeah. T- so to me. <laughs> The most upsetting line is is when I cl- is tonight or whatever when I close my eyes he just said it right. I know I'll be coming home I have a lot of death anxiety right. and so that line the tonight when I close my eyes I know I'll be home line right. really just bothers me to my core and incites a panic attack right 
every single time. This song, I'm getting a panic attack right now from it. Like, I really want to turn it off because it just makes me think about death. And I have a lot of death anxiety. And it's something I have dealt with my entire life. (laughs) I'm seeing the panic in Jessica's eyes. So I'm like, okay. And so that's why I just, it just incites a panic attack every single time. And I know it's a really slow, really pretty, really beloved song. But every single time that line gets me. And I'm sure it brings a lot of people peace and ease. And they're like, yeah, that's right. When I die, I'm coming home. But for me, it's like, what is home? What is that? And it gives me this massive panic attack that I just can't deal with. And I actually think I'm going to go take, I have an emergency anxiety (laughs) pill that I'm literally going to step away and take right now because that's just what deathbed does to me. And Danny and I actually talked about this, how we might do two separate deathbed episodes. (laughs) One where Danny like plays and this is something he wants to gather, is a bunch of different voicemails from people who really love this song and really connect with this song. Because a lot of people love this song, and I don't I don't begrudge anyone for loving this song. Right. But this is a song that I think we probably will, we might do in two parts so that Danny can talk about all that love, and then I can kind of step away from it because it and just... not Because you won't be able to listen to it a couple of times in a no, row. No, absolutely not. Like your standard episode. No. Well, I say... <laughs> I say... Let's forget and not slow down and go on to side B while Jessica goes and takes her anxiety medication. And I did mention this in the last episode, but they include the uh, concourse B in this. Right, we missed it because it was too low at the time. (laughs) Well, I'll be over here. I'll be vamping while Jessica walks over there. So... I previously talked about this in an episode, but since I opened the discussion with the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I just want to impress upon everyone out there that that we all joke like, oh, ha, ha, impression that I get by Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. It's a song about how he's never had to knock on wood. That is not what the song is about. Just throw that out of your head. The song, Impression That I Get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, is a song about a guy who knocks on wood. He doesn't say, I never had to knock on wood. That's not one sentence. If anything, there's a semicolon in there. There's a co- yes. there's a comma. And not to build upon Jessica's death anxieties, <laughs> but it's about someone who has never felt a pain so powerful, a heavy regret. And he says, never had to, and then he knocks on wood. So he's like, I never had to, comma, knock on wood. But I know someone who has. But I know someone who has. That's why I think a lot of people think that song is about the, the AIDS. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely, when I heard the AIDS concept, back when the song was new, like 1997, and people said, oh, this song's about AIDS, I listened to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get why people think that. But if you understand where that comma lies in in the chorus that never had to, comma, knock on wood, then you realize it's not. Because the reason why people think the song's about AIDS is because he says, if he's saying, I never had to knock on wood, it's like he's saying, I never had to knock on wood because I've never claimed that I didn't have AIDS. <laughs> but that whole thing crumbles away. Also, I just don't think of the Money Money Boss Tones and Dickie Barrett as, I don't know a lot about Dickie Barrett's like, personal sexual life but i'm like does he have to did he have to get aids tested a bunch 
I think they're he's not, ma- it's like a commentary of the time. They're maybe. not the most sexual band, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh, we've seen La Mighty Boston's life. They are not the most sexual band. <laughs> like I'm trying to think about it, and I don't, I don't think they have any songs about sex, and they're one of my favorite bands. Like there might be songs that there's a subtext of sex, but I don't think the Mighty Mighty Boston's have a any song that's just straight up about getting it on. Oh, here's the. Unlike Relying K. <laughs> yeah. So this is not our speakers. This is how they mastered the song. Yeah. Again, we mentioned this in the previous episode where they do this sort of radio filter over this that, as far as we know, has not been in every, any previous version before the song kicks in. Right. And it still maintains a certain level of a, like a filter. And you know what I realized is because I couldn't rip the actual vinyl to a digital file to put it in the K-Car episode where we talked about this. Mm-hmm. So all I did was I put the actual MP3 I had in Goldwave and I put a radio filter over that first part of the song. So people got an approximation of what it sounds like on the record. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that first part, we should get jerseys because we make a good team. It sounds like it's going through a radio filter. But then when Tyson goes, <laughs> I can't think of the words because he's, <laughs> he's singing to my le- in my left ear. And I was someone like me. When he when the song kicks in and the vocals of him of Tyson's vocals that accompany the kicking in of the song start, that vocal is not tinged by the radio filter but the radio filter is still under there for a split second like an L cut yeah like what's called editing is like an in edit in film editing is called an L cut like the vocal of the next verse comes in over the intro which is still through the radio tint but the vocal that he's now singing that's going to lead into the next part does not have the radio tint right so when you're watching a movie and a character is talking and you can see them you can see their face and their mouth talking yeah. and then it Somebody cuts to something starts, else someone else starts talking no it doesn't cut to someone else yet or you theory. hear someone talking yeah but then and then it cuts to the next scene that's called an L cut because yeah. when you look at it on the timeline I'm sure a lot of people out there have already used final cut and stuff but I'm just saying in case you haven't when you look at that on the time on the timeline, you see the bars of your timeline, and they're slightly off, like the shape of an L. Yeah, you know who doesn't like L cuts? Who? What's his name? <laughs> Medea. <laughs> Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah. I've only seen a handful of Tyler Perry movies in my life, and he does not like L cuts. A lot he of will people not, don't. Yeah, he will not. Sh- I mean, in the movies that I've seen, anyway, he doesn't show. He doesn't have someone reading their dialogue unless the camera's on them, because an L cut. Because no, you know what? You don't even have to. That's right. An L cut doesn't even necessarily have to be from one scene to the next. An L cut can be like oh, you're just, looking yeah. at someone and the person who's talking to them. You don't see you're them seeing for a their second. Reaction, you yeah. see here a couple words. But yeah, with that Tyler couple Tyler Perry movies that we watched, he will not have someone talking unless the camera is on them. Yeah. The camera has to cut before they start talking. A lot of people are like that, though. I've worked on a lot of different projects somewhere like that is something that's used and somewhere it absolutely is not. And I mean, you know, I like them because I like to sit and look at someone's reaction to what someone's saying. There's, um, what did I just see the other day? Oh, man. Um, so, uh... Mind Hunter. Okay. Is 
is a um oh man who does that i can't think of it now oh david fincher david fincher so there's this really amazing scene in the most recent season of mindhunter where david fincher directed the episode and you can tell which episodes he directs uh-huh. and which ones he's just like a producer on right because there was one where there was another character talking and it just stayed on a woman who was being spoken to in the scene and just her reaction the entire time. We never cut, we didn't, you know, there wasn't like a shot reverse shots right. or anything in there. It was just like her absorbing all of this information and like the emotional journey she was going through as we watched that. And it was so effective, especially for the kind of piece that Mindhunter is, right. that it was so good. It was so good. But I'm, and I mean, that was, you know, that's just a thing that David Fincher likes. But there's other people who are like, no, if I'm not seeing them, I don't want them on the screen. And that's just a choice. Like, they'll only cut to a reverse shot if there's silence or if that character is about to speak. Right. This is not as, probably not as artistic, although this is definitely by an artist, but not as artistic a work. We should th- press on. We should. Pre- <laughs> we could. Pre- <laughs> I could press on. So Steven Soderbergh. Yes. In what is probably regarded as one of his lesser movies is, is Ocean's Twelve. Right. Okay. Ocean's yep. Twelve. There's a. There's one scene in that movie where every shot. It's a big dialogue scene where they're discussing like their plans, but every single shot is a reaction shot. Like it's all twelve of them in a room. Yes. Yeah. And they're all talking about something that's... I don't even, I haven't seen that movie since I originally saw it. Right, but, but this yeah, scene, I, I remember... I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this scene, like, I noticed it. Because I already was familiar with how experimental... How experimental <laughs> Steven Soderbergh was. And so there's this... Suddenly there's this scene where they're all in a room talking about the plan and all the stuff that's going on, but they don't show a single person when they're talking. They only show other people in the room when they're talking. And I'm like, this is so not for a mainstream crowd. This is like yeah. so experimental. It's really cool. It would have been better in one of his like lower key experimental movies. But like the Ocean's movies are his like were some of his biggest attempts at Hollywood stuff. So our pressing on episode was so long ago. What I it was? I almost sat here going, "Did we do pressing on yeah. yet?" And I'm like, "Of course we did pressing <laughs> on." It was our second episode. What I was thinking of, because <laughs> all the other song by song podcasts, I think it's an unspoken rule that once you've done an episode, you can't go back and redo it. Right? It's right. like an unspoken rule. No, but I'm like, but like we we're absolutely not, should go back. But I think like occasionally people will go back and do an old episode, yeah. like at the one year anniversary or something for something special. But I'm saying on our show on Sadie Hawkins Pod, we haven't done it yet. But we can hypothetically go back and redo any song whenever we want. Danny, I'm good, um, good, good to go. We're good, good, good to go back to any. We're good, good, good to go back to any song. Jessica's like slamming her head. It's so good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> does all the uh, does all the traffic light talk remind you of Twin Peaks? Is this their most Twin Peaks song? No. No. <laughs> I, no. There's got to be way more Twin Peaksy songs than this. This definitely isn't Twin Peaks. Do you think there's more? Do they bring Saxon on any song? No, they don't. I guess mm, 
there's horns in there are horns that's can't complain on some not, not doesn't count collapsible lung doesn't count <laughs> absolutely doesn't count no I'm, I'm immediately thinking twin peaks okay probably something off of um uh we have a whole we have the whole track list here something off of forget and not slow down inside the record Forget and not slow down. Like a B side off. Forget and not slow down. Oh, Oasis is probably a very mm, Twin Peaks. Yeah, song. yeah. Intro and outros on on Forget and Not Slow Down. Very, very David Lynch. Not very David Lynch, but as David Lynch as as, as Reliant K can get. On the K for Karaoke too. What is this episode? <laughs> it's a hangout. We're hanging out and we're talking about the new record. We're listening to it. On the K for Karaoke too. If they ever do that, they should do oh, Tobuko's so. love song or whatever it is. <laughs> It's like, oh, if you haven't, if you have a Netflix account and you haven't watched What Did Jack Do Yet? By David Lynch. By David Lynch. Where he's interviewing a monkey. Go watch it. So good. So good. This is a Twin Peaks family. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're Lynchian right. folks over here. Jessica's like conducting the song. I was playing drums and then I just was like, and I was like holding it and waiting for this. I liked this episode. I think we did good on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> because I love that transition. That transition is just so beautiful and, and right. is so poetic with the song and the mood and the feeling. Right. It's so good. So I, um, I was just thinking that on our show, I finally finished our full song list, so I basically know how many songs we're going to be, how many episodes we have, not counting when we decide, whenever we first decide to do a repeat episode of a song we've already done. Other than that, we have... Ugh. We've heard from some people who are like, who found the show from you and your your uh, your grassroots promotion uh-huh. and who have gone back and started episode one. And I'm like, oh, no, don't start at episode <laughs> one. Start like at just your favorite song that we've covered so far and go from there. <laughs> so unless that is Hello McFly. So on my spreadsheet that I created, there's 189 songs that we have to do. Okay. So much more than 155. It is. <laughs> Not I was much just more, that. but just a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, however, K for Karaoke, we have this, we were thinking about, you know, mostly doing in Patreon and that's like, uh, 13 songs. So <laughs> shout out Siri, to Sugar what's, Brady. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Siri, what's 189 minus 13? 176. So there's more like 176. So that's definitely... A full three years. Oh, so here we go. High of 75 and Jessica's wearing her I voted for high of 75. Which did you? I, I don't, did. Oh, I you did. did. Oh, good. Okay. I did. I don't think I voted for Sadie Hawkins dance because I was like, everybody's going to vote for Sadie Hawkins dance. So I think that I did not vote for that one. Right. I could be wrong, though. I wish because they did the voting on a Google form. And Google Forms give you the option of getting an email about your, you know, getting an email to your own email 
about what you voted for. They should have done yeah. that. And then everyone yeah. would know what they voted for. I don't remember what I voted for. I know I voted for For the Band. I remember we struggled through that episode going, well, I think I voted for this one. I remember I wrote down at the <laughs> yeah. time what I voted for, but there was one that I didn't write down. I was like, oh no, what did I yeah. pick? So I realized inside the gatefold of the record, what I was saying about our spreadsheet that I put together, it wasn't enough that I just put every song on every record. I had to then go through and merge certain songs, like intros and outros that we decided mm. to merge, yeah. and acoustic versions and demo versions of the same song that we're not doing separate. Like Jefferson Airplane. We didn't, we're not doing two episodes of Jefferson Airplane. Right. We did one. But... So I had to merge all those songs together that I could think of. And this is the end. And if you wanted, we're going to do as one episode. Right. So I realized... What are you talking about, Danny? Those are two completely different songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I realized that that is not what they did on the gatefold list of all the songs. Because you have, like, Be My Escape Acoustic from the Apathetic EP, which is the version they accidentally put on the Spotify playlist. And you have like the Jefferson Airplane double, you know, two versions. We're also mixing, when we do the Fiverr and Frenzy tribute songs, we're doing both in one episode. But And we'll have guests on that episode. That's right. Uh, and Who I Am, He Too, I've Been Acoustic. Like all these songs are technically the same song, but I guess in the voting they counted as different songs. In my brain, I just went, and I'm good, good, good to go. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's what's not, not what's coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> So how long are we into this episode? We're just hanging out. Like 50 minutes. 50 minutes. So maybe we'll do, you want to do part two? <laughs> Is this the last song on here? Yes, it's the last side on this okay. record. And again, you know, we talked about before how I was like, I don't know if all these are going to fade into each other properly. So far, everything we've heard has faded into each other yeah. very well. It's like a concert. Yeah. Like you wouldn't question it at a concert. 100%. Right. So do here we? we are. What? Yeah, do we? <laughs> sure we do. So see, mood rings. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Strong, strong side here. April, you need a little mood ring. April jumped up to sit in my lap this yeah. time. <laughs> April was in a bit of a mood, as described earlier. <laughs> Monster. What a day. <laughs> April's dancing now to the song. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <Ooh. laughs> I was looking at work texts. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, mood rings. Should we? So we should. should when are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for episode fifty? Because we're almost there, right? We're Ooh. like. What are we should in now? Should we do mood rings? Should we do mood rings? Let's like lock we should it do a right big now. song. Yeah, yeah, we should. Let's we'll do, do mood, mood rings. rings for fifty. Nice. Because I think "Be My Escape." I want to be really good by the time we do "Be My Escape." I was about to tell a mood ring story, and then I was like, "Wait, no, I have to save it. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't spoil it." Well, here. give me a tip. Well, give me a hint. It's about mood rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, no. It is about a different mood analyzer. <laughs> Jessica's just cuddling April. Yeah. I feel like we lost all momentum when we switched sides. <laughs> oh, no. We took not even a five-minute break. We took a three-minute break. Not even. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. 
I'm sitting here looking at complex infrastructure known as the female mind, mm-hmm. which is from this the is Mood good, yeah. Rings era. Right. And, and it's based on the lyric. It's the lyric yeah, in the song. Exactly. And because yeah. we're going to record, and everyone, as I said, if you love our loose structure and our barely trying attitude, <laughs> you can pay for it at patreon.com slash cityhawkinspod. This is the worst commercial for our Patreon ever. <laughs> I think it's the best possible commercial. We're slightly more on topic over there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because we go through chapter by chapter through the, the Reliant K book, Complex Infrastructure Known as the Female Mind. Right. Oh, you know what I feel like is a great thing we can talk about in this episode? Because if people have been hanging in there with us through this Hangout episode, this free Patreon episode, (laughs) (laughs) then then I feel that they're worthy of knowing this, which is something we weren't going to bring up until we did the song Lost Boy. Off of... Oh, yeah. Off of... uh, Ooh, wait. Collapsible Lung. Wait, hold that thought. So we just transitioned into Savannah. Right. So as you can hear... There's no intro. Right, no oasis. No oasis, and there will be no baby at the end. Yeah. Just the song. And that was an okay transition. Yeah. Yeah. It was acceptable. It works, yeah. It works, yeah. Yeah. I want to redo the Savannah <laughs> episode because I appreciate the song so much more now. Okay, we'll do a Savannah that part two. That song, made, I mean, that that episode, just sitting there and talking it through made me appreciate the, the song so much more. Like... The two songs, I think we've done two, maybe three songs off of Forget Not Slow Down, right. have made me just appreciate that record so much more. Right. And I listen this to that record true. so often now. Because, yeah, because Jessica, because both of us weren't like, both n- neither of us had listened to Forget Not Slow Down consistently. Like, I'd listened to it a bunch when it came out, and... I guess we saw the band around the time, but I just wasn't connected to those songs. Oh, yeah, no, we absolutely saw them during that time. Yeah, I guess it's just a thing of, like, I had been with Ryan K since the first album, and I'd always been listening. And eventually, with every one of my favorite bands, I eventually have, like, a resting period where I appreciate that new albums are coming out. It happened with MXPX for me. With I, I basically missed the Panic Era, which is, a, excuse me, which is a great album. I've had it with Damn Maybe Giants a bunch of times. Did you miss Panic with a K? No, I saw the Panic with a K tour. But that's the thing is I went to that tour, but I didn't like connect to the Panic album until Mm. years later. And Forget Not Slow Down was exactly the same. Like I saw tours for Forget Not Slow Down, but I wasn't connected to those new songs until years later. Now Jessica had like probably was even less connected to that album than me until we started this podcast. And then we took a trip to Las Vegas and I love going to Zia Records when I'm there because it reminds me of Newberry Comics back in Boston, which is not really a record. It used to be a record store when I grew up. Now it's actually more like a comic book store. It's more like a Hot Topic or an FYE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not really like a record store anymore. They still have um, some records and some CDs. Some records, some CDs. But it's not. That's it used It's to, more about the kitschy stuff like yeah. stickers and, and merch. Like yeah, general and like merch. pop yeah. vinyls and yeah. T-shirts. <laughs> they used to be a record store with a pop culture section now they're a pop culture store with a record section point is zia records in vegas actually they're all over arizona and nevada i think oh april <laughs> april was it jessica's lap april just, just jumped down she jumped down it did not sound like a good <laughs> jump down but she's fine she's good um 
so we were at Zia Records, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, they got, they got Forget Not Slow Down on CD. And I was like, we need this. Let's get it. We got it. And then because we had taken Jessica's car to Las Vegas, that CD just sat in her car for weeks, for months. And she just kept listening to it over and over. Yep. And then one day she's like, oh my gosh, Forget Not Slow Down is an amazing album. And I'm like, uh, that's what I hear. <laughs> And she's like, well, yeah, but I've been listening to it nonstop because it's stuck in my car. Yeah, I started going on and on about how it's it's like a it's like a rock opera, rock opera. Yeah, and I started just going on and on about it. Yeah. And Danny's just like, uh huh. Which uh-huh. is why I think it's good that we didn't blow through all the forget not slow down songs early in the podcast. Yeah. Man, therapy. Oh, I love therapy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't need a soul. Oh, there's the... so many good songs off that album. Yeah, like it's so funny because I don't actually, I, I don't think I voted for anything off of "Forget Not Slow Down" for the fan album at that time. But now I'm just like, oh, I want like all those songs on here. Just like I want "Forget Not Slow Down" breakdown in the middle, <laughs> and then we go back to everything else. See, that was that was actually a really good transition into uh, Pink Tux. It was. Should we hear that again? Oh my gosh. Oh no, can I find it? What? Oh, did you hear that? That was beautiful. It didn't even need the baby <laughs> outro. Oh, just right into that synth. Oh, so good. Very nice. <laughs> no, I don't remember what I was trying to talk about. Before. I'm sorry. But I was going to say, when we talk about Lost Boy, we're going to talk about our original podcast, which is now... That's right. All but Lost Media. <laughs> Only we hold the archives. <laughs> We yeah. originally had a podcast. Anybody trying to find that podcast is not going to find it out well, there. Well, I'm sure as there's like <laughs> I'm sure there's dead links or something online. But we had a podcast that we're going to talk about in the Lost Boy episode called "Those Who Wander." Is that too much information? No, now people can look that up. No, I'm rewarding anyone who stuck through for this episode. <laughs> this is like the secret. If you made it to the hour mark, wow. Yeah. And the, and the noobs and the normies will learn about it when they listen to the Lost Boy episode, which is, of course, one of the biggest <laughs> Reliant K songs, so of course they'll all hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there is a show on the Sci-Fi Channel in America and Showcase in Canada. It's a Canadian show. It's called Lost Girl. It's basically like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer-esque supernatural like action drama, like a CW-style show, but it's from Canada. It's from Showcase, which I think is like the Canadian Showtime Network or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Jessica was obsessed with this show about four or five years ago. <laughs> and we had been talking about doing a podcast for I years. discovered it, like, actually longer than that, Dan. I discovered it like six and a half years ago, maybe right. seven years ago. And then we started the podcast around six years ago. Because the last season hadn't aired before we started yeah. the podcast. So basically, 
the concept of the show was like, okay, well, we were like, we had been talking about doing a podcast forever. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lost Girl is currently your, currently your favorite show. And this was before a song podcast, you know, song were by really song music thing, yeah. podcasts were a big thing before we even thought that because neither one of us coming from a music background, Danny, of course, coming from just going to so many shows throughout his life. Our idea to but... do a music podcast actually was the last idea we had. Yeah. Well, let me get to that in a second. So we were like, let's talk about this show, Lost Girl, because it's your favorite show. And I had, ha- I was inspired by, there was a show called Analyze Fish with the late Harris Whittles and the not late Scott Ackerman <laughs> on the Earwolf Network, where it was basically like he, Harris Whittle loved the band Fish and Scott Ackerman didn't. And he's like, every episode, we're going to play Fish until you make me like the band Fish. And so I was like, we're going to do that. But for this TV show, where we're going to watch every episode of this show, and you're going to explain to me why you like it. Well, unfortunately... Spoiler warning. The show is a big old pile of trash. (laughs) Jessica was just sort of like enamored with... I think Jessica was kind of swept up in the trashiness, like a CW show, like Riverdale, like shows like that. I thought it was intentionally campy. It turned out to not be intentionally campy, like, but yeah. I, I saw it as like a Rocky Horror type thing because right. I love Rocky Horror and I viewed it and, and you know, Phantom Like of it had the, a horror yeah. aspect. It was a, you know, it had horror. It wasn't a horror show, but had horror elements of like monsters and yeah. it was Buffy the, like, vamp, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I thought and the whole like thing was tongue. comedy. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was tongue in cheek Because Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is absolutely tongue in cheek, right? Yeah. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer had to be the biggest influence on Lost Girl. But no, every week I would just like tear the shit. And I tried to hold back because we ended up having all of the Lost Girl fans listening to our show. There were other podcasts that already, multiple podcasts that were active. Like when we started our Reliant K podcast, there was only one other Reliant K fan podcast that ever existed, Reliable J. And they only had three episodes two years ago and then they stopped. There's no other Reliant K podcast in our market. There were multiple Lost Girl podcasts, yeah. and they were all positive on the show. And I would just tear the show apart, but I'd try to be as gentle about it as possible because I knew fans were listening. No one needs to listen to our Lost Boy episode now, Danny. What else do we have to say about that song? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to Lost Boy, I think I'm gonna drag out, I'm gonna drag out some clips oh, from our original no. podcast. Oh, at no. least the first episode. Yikes. 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 <laughs> so Lost Girl is on YouTube and you can check it out. Netflix. It's yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, sorry. YouTube. I was just... I'm sure it is on YouTube. But yes, yeah. Lost Girl is on Netflix. 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 You can check it out if you if you so dare. Uh, the show peaked at episode three, season one, episode three for right. Dan and just right. never came back after that for him and then eventually what's funny is that Danny just ended up turning me against the show because he made me realize it was not intentionally campy it was just bad right so here we are we're collapsible along and we cut out a big old chunk of the episode because I started talking about our old podcast rambling. I started rambling about our old podcast and Jessica's <laughs> like I'm cutting a bunch of this out and I'm like don't cut it out and she's like no I'm cutting it out and I'm like don't cut it out well we'll see how much gets cut out but here we are Back with our collapsible lungs and our replaceable hips at the end of Side C. <laughs> now, do you like this song? Nope. Oh my god, this is a nice song. Nope. This don't is like really it. nice. Why don't you like this song? Just because it's on collapsible lung? Yeah. I don't like it. This song's not. Like, this I sounds like an ear for free song. 
I don't like that. I don't like that it's considered an air for free song. And I don't like that it's the like, oh, but this song's okay because it was written by the Mats. I don't like it. I think I burped. Sorry. I did burp. Sorry. <laughs> but listen to this part. Now it's getting funky. I just... Uh. Oh, I like this song. I don't. It's one of the few songs on Collapsible Lungs that I don't like ironically. Because I like PTL ironically. <laughs> <laughs> I like Can't Complain ironically. But I like this song genuinely. Boglins, and now you're here, almost as if to solve them. So, um, what else? What else is going on? Let's see. Where's that paper? <laughs> Where's that newspaper? <laughs> this is our audio commentary for the new vinyl. Yeah. Now, what do you think of this song? I keep asking you. Why don't you ask me? What do oh, I think? Oh, I love the best thing. So we actually, for our 10-year anniversary, we decide we had to pick between the best thing and must have done something right. And I picked the best thing, and Danny picked must have done something right, and we ended up doing must have done something right. But I really wanted to do the best thing. Right. It's a great song. It's so good. I think it's a better relationship song than must have done something right. I suppose so. Oh, you know what I was going to say before? When you said collapsible lung has that dun, 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 dun thing. Mm -hmm. I just realized I should put all of Reliant K's stuff in a, in a, in a um, wave form, form, <laughs> whether I put it in gold wave or if you look at them on SoundCloud, anything where it shows you waveform. Because I realized a bunch of Reliant K songs have done, done, done. Like, obviously, the big one is Sadie Hawkins' pod. Sadie Hawkins' dance. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins' dance. Sadie Hawkins' dance. Yeah. In my cack. And I heard a thing. Maybe it was the local wave interview I was talking about last the last two weeks. Or maybe it was something else. But basically, where Hoops was like, yeah, we get tired of uh, Sadie Hawkins' dance. Because how much can you keep going? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> But then after I heard him say that in the interview, and I was listening to some songs on random. All the time! I'm like, they do dun, 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 dun a lot. Stops. There's a homegrown song where they're like, too many stops, stops in this song. It's different from dun, dun, dun. But there's all those pop punk, pop punk songs where they're like, rock, 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 stop, rock, 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 stop, you know? It's a very common pop punk thing from the 90s. And homegrown did a parody of that concept, always happening in pop punk. Now, Reliant K is always doing dun, 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 dun. Good point, Danny. Jessica's looking at me thinking, good point, Danny. You're the best thing that could be happening. <laughs> happening. <laughs> What's the best thing that could be happening, hot stuff? <laughs> I'm going to tweet that right now. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that character's name? Duck Dong or Wan something? Wan Duck Dong. Wong. I got to get a picture of him. There's a picture, there's like a, a meme Long template of him. Long Duck Dong. What did I say? Long. Oh, sorry. There's a picture of him hanging upside down when he says it. Oh, that I think that's is the meme. first picture. Yeah, that come, I was going to say. That's that's that, that's the first three pictures that come up when you search his name. Man, they should have ended this with collapsible lungs so that I could easily stop it just like Deathbed and be like, whoop, flip before that <laughs> one happens. Well, flip Man, what did, what did people do during... D. Yeah, what, what did people do during the day of... Um, of records and cassettes 
before you could just easily skip back and forth between stuff. You had to, you were well, forced to listen to everything or know exactly where to go in the spool or in the grooves. Easier easier with vinyl than with than with a cassette. Yeah. Cassettes you're kind of like locked in to listening to everything. When, you know, when records were the really the only form of a physical media or the main one. Phonographs and all that. Ooh, why is that side so sticky? Yeah. That side was really difficult. I had a hard time going through the spindle or whatever you call the center part. There we go. Um there were like record turners and stuff. Like record players were the main form. So like there were a lot more companies making record players and they had like record turners. I think my parents explained to me and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but they had like record players that had needles on both sides. Am I imagining this? What? Or maybe they just had like a thing that would turn the record over. (laughs) This is candlelight, right? No flare candlelight. Yes. They just put flare on a not candlelight. (laughs) Well, I wanted to vote. For, I wanted everyone to vote for "Kids on the Street" and get "Kids on the Street" on here, and waste the song that way. Sorry, I'm singing and dancing along to the song. That's okay. I'm making my uh, "Long Duck Dong" meme. What's? Hold on. What's the best thing? That could be happening. <laughs> Hot stuff. Jessica, you're not talking while I'm making memes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm That's such your, a vamp. That I was apologize. Your, you, feel, you, you said it in our vows Whoops. in our marriage that you would always vamp on the podcast <laughs> while I'm making memes. You know what's funny that didn't exist? Hmm. That no one took that new live-action Lady in the Tramp movie from Disney Plus and set oh, it to this man. song. Or oh, that they man. didn't use it for the trailer. Has anyone seen that? <laughs> I guess Disney Plus subscribers. Man. Tweet at us, at Sadie Hawkins Pod. Instagram us, at Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Call us up, 402-95-SADIE. Or if email seen, us, at SadieHawkinsPod at gmail.com. I love how Disney's hubris of remaking all of their animated <laughs> movies into live actions or pseudo live action films they're doing it all so quickly they're going to burn through their whole catalog in like less than five years but then they went ahead and did the lady in the tramp one and when they were done they were like ain't no one gonna see this in the theater no and they're like send this to disney plus (laughs) my mom saw that and was like oh that looks cute let's watch the live action version i'm like um you can enjoy that you can here's here's our you don't have disney plus So now everyone will know when we recorded this because I'm I'm tweeting this meme right now. <laughs> What's the best thing that could be happening, hot stuff? Uh, and there it goes <laughs> from the Twitter right now. See, it's funny because neither one of us heard the entire attire until it phrase part before we did the episode. And now right. after, I 100% hear it loud and clear. But at the time, neither one of us completely were paying enough attention to know what he said there. Right. Stop biting your cords. Sorry. <laughs> she just like is biting the cord of her uh, headset. Um, yeah. I'm oh, they just faded out. We, I, wanted, I, I oh. paid attention a little bit. Hold on. Oh. If you tap the if you tap the lift button, 
it'll kind of send it back. We have an Audio Technica. A real, it's just, okay. It just fades out. Yeah. It does, yeah. That's a good transition. Yeah, that's a good that's transition. That's a great transition, actually. Yeah. And this this is a great song to come after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. You know? That's good. I like it. I like it there. <laughs> oh, we were talking about in K-Car, and nobody wrote to us to correct me on this, but Curb from All Work and No Play. Yes. Is this song. Oh, is it? And I think it's all sung by Hoops. Oh, because there's no fake accent there. That's how you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But basically, oh, but the, 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 the um, list that I was putting together and finalizing the, the um, Google Doc with all the songs and what number episode we've done and which ones we haven't done yet with the color-coded albums and all that stuff. When I was like, oh, I know, oh, I, I knew that Curb was an, became another song. So I was like, let me go listen to Curb real quick and see what song did it become. I'm like, oh, it didn't just become another song. It is Never Underestimate My Jesus. Yeah. Which is always what I think of. This song is not called Never Underestimate My, My Jesus. But if I think of it. It's it's called Never Underestimate My Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I think the exact same thing. It's like thinking that uh, <laughs> impression that I get is called Knock on Wood. Yes. <laughs> Going back to the first song of this album. Jessica's rocking. She's like in all but total worship mode. She's like, yeah. My hands are not up. Her hands are not up, but she's just like bobbing. And she's like, yeah. Oh, I said you don't hear Tyson sing falsetto a lot. You hear him sing falsetto at the end of this song. I said how PTL is one of the only ones you hear. And then you hear it in the Christmas tour. If you look at those Mm -hmm. YouTube videos when they do all the Peanuts songs he sings falsetto at the end of this song that's another one add that to falsetto tison a much less common character oh we have an we have a itunes review oh we'll we'll mention this again at the top of our regular episode this week because that's part of my top of the show business but i thought this would be something to fill fill right now because i'm just trying to get to the end of this album we're so close (laughs) we're so close to doing a full Record party hangout song, uh, hangout episode. So hold on. And I love how this is keeping us on our toes because, like, yeah, we can edit out things here and there, but I can't like edit out little stumbles because then you'll know because the music's underneath. So I don't know who this was, but Yo Mama on February 20th. (laughs) 2000 so a month ago and I didn't even realize it. Oh wow. This is this is before we put out the call. Yeah. Uh, they wrote, Jess and Danny are ta- taking us along an oral adventure through the fantastically varied catalog of Christian alternative rock band Reliant K. Wow, we sound so good. <laughs> we will discuss things. Do you think they'll like they'll change it after they hear this episode? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're going to make everyone think that this was written by one of us, but it's not because they wrote, we will discuss things to great lengths. Sorry about that. That was a phone call from my dad. <laughs> to continue on, they will discuss things at great lengths. <laughs> I've lost it. Hold on. Oh, here we go. 
So now, yeah. So everyone's oh, and put the record back on. No, 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 wrong button, wrong <laughs> oh, button, oh, wrong button. No, oh, it's no. gonna start over. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. You just had to press the needle down button. I had it sitting, I had it floating, and then you hit the restart button, so it's going back to the beginning of I'm the record. I'm sorry, this record player is so high-tech. It's not that high-tech. <laughs> so, okay, we were past Never Underrate My Jesus, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. Okay. So. Burner. <laughs> We so uh, let me, I'm gonna start again. <laughs> so Yo, sorry. Mama, February twentieth said, Jess and Danny are taking us along an oral adventure through the fantastically varied catalog of Christian alternative rock band Reliant K. We will discuss things to great lengths, like whether or not literal Tyson is a literal person, <laughs> or if he prefers dry ground. I don't remember what that is in reference to. Um. Not to, but however, they did spell literal wrong. <laughs> and I don't want to criticize them because I don't know yeah. what listener. Did they listener. give us a good review? Yeah, they gave us five stars. No criticisms, Danny. Spelling doesn't mean anything. I don't know if this is another way to spell a similar word. This is like a, a honophone, honophone, homophone or something. It's cool. I use spell track for everything too. It's all good. So maybe it's correctly spelled, Some but not for the Danny. word literal, meaning Tyson who writes literally what's expected. Enough with your life. shaming. What edition, we'll also learn, what edition of Seventeen Magazine asked you, yes or no, is your middle name Don Juan or did Dave Douglas? <laughs> I'm not sure. Just let's support Danny and Jess, Aka, along with their ultimate goal, re-befriending Matt Hoops and being hired <laughs> as elves in his guitar pedal production shop. <laughs> This is adorable. I love it. So Good thank you stuff. very much, Yo Mama. Thank you, Yo Mama. Everyone out there, please give us more five-star reviews. <laughs> but write a review. You don't have to give us five stars, but just write us a review, and we'll read every review on the podcast. <laughs> so we're almost finally done with the record. Yeah. Oh, such What's good how many stuff. songs are left? This is the one I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah, one more song, The Lining is Silver. Nice. So out of this record, what songs have we done on the podcast so far? We've done... So we haven't done any of Side A. We've done mm. Forget and Not Slow Down. We've done Must Have some, Done Something Right. We've done Pressing On. Have we done I Still Hate Consequences? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And we haven't done High of 75. And we've done Chapstick, Chaplets, and Things Like Chemistry. <laughs> we've done almost all of Side B. Wow. Except for High of 75. And that one might be a while. Uh, on Side C, we have not done Mood Rings. We have done Savannah. We have done In Love with the 80s. We have not done Getting Into You. We have not done Collapsible Along. We have not done Best Thing. On side D, we have done Candlelight. We have not done For Moments I Feel Faint. We did do the one I'm waiting for, right? Yeah. And we have done The Lighting is Silver. Wow. So we've done a lot of this record wow. already. So maybe we shouldn't do... <laughs> oh, no. Danny's going to keep all of side A, like, tucked away for even longer. Yeah. What do we have? So we just have to do high. Of, so for side B, we have to do high of 75. So the only songs on this record that we still have to do are Sadie Hawkins Dance, Be My Escape, Who I Am, He Too, I've Been, Deathbed, High of 75, Mood Rings, Getting Into You, Collapsible Long, Kumbaya. Best Thing. I'm still <laughs> singing it Kumbaya. For moments I feel faint. And that's it. 
And that's yeah. what we have to do to finish this record. Wow. Yeah, and I'm trying to be so careful not to like burn through a whole album right away, like yeah. early in our podcast. And it's nice that I now have this uh, <laughs> Google spreadsheet because yes. it's really showing you what's, yeah. what we've done. And I've made the Google spreadsheet public for everyone to view so everyone can see what songs we've done and stuff. There's a couple of odd outliers I put on there, like the office theme that they did live on tour. Yeah. Like there are other nice. songs that I think they only did live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we could have talked about. But for instance, like, um, we built the city on rock and roll. I know I've seen that song played multiple times live back in the early, early days, but I cannot find any recorded version of it anymore. And, uh, like they covered, um, they covered my evil plan to save the world by Mm. five iron frenzy. That is on, someone did put that on YouTube. They played that live a bunch of times, but um, they never recorded it. And we're not going to do a separate episode about that. We're just going to roll that into the Five Iron Frenzy is Dead or Dying episode. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I let you decide all the like, the like, we're doing this as part of this episode. You know, Jessica picked a song if she's had been having a bum time. And I'm like, what song do you want to do? <laughs> I was like shocked that you picked Local Construction for... A week well, because I realize now. we've never picked a song that I really don't like. We've done a couple songs that you really don't yeah. like, and I don't like local. Oh boy, everybody, wait for when the collapsible <laughs> long actual song comes out. Uh, well, you've been having a tough time. Is there any songs you want to pick? Because I picked. We're doing college kids oh, this you're week. You're putting me on the spot. I We're... love college kids, and I do love local construction. I'm and... good with the next two weeks. I'm good. Okay, you're good picking them, or you're good having me pick them. Because at some point in April, up, I think we're yeah. <laughs> at some point in April, I think we're doing for the band. Ooh, yeah. I love it! I thought you were gonna say deathbed, and I was about to go. Oh. <sighs> well, maybe we will do it deathbed in April. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. People will have to see. People will have to wait and see. Well, thanks for hanging out with us yes. for an hour and a half, essentially. Yeah. Thank you. Four sides of a record. It only came. <laughs> it only came out to the length of a regular episode it did so we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode and everybody stay safe out there yeah, stay safe. make good choices be healthy just yeah. be healthy everybody you know yeah yeah be safe guys <laughs> we love you <laughs> So we were done. So this is how the story goes. We were done and they were doing Skittles and Combos. They threw Skittles and Combos at the end of the record. That's so funny. We had no idea. It's not on the liner notes. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else mentioned this online. If they did, I didn't see it. Because we're going to do a separate episode on Skittles and Combos. Oh, but when we talk about Skittles and Combos... That's like the worst sounding snack food combination. I hate both of those foods. We talked about it previously because you didn't really know what a combo is. Yeah. It's like a pretzel with a meat-like substance in the middle. Oh, I love that they included this in here. (laughs) My heart's like, oh, we're like, okay, I'm just melting. I don't see anyone talking about it online. 
should I should I mention this on our social media right now? Like, no one's talked about how Skittles and Combos is on here? Go for it. Okay, or should I wait till people hear the episode? Up to you. Please? <laughs> I've not heard this song a lot, because I never realized it was... It was John, my friend Johnny, who was like... Are we bringing Skittles and Combos to the show tonight? And I was like, why? <laughs> He's like, because the hidden track. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he played it for me. I'm like, oh. Well, and that's all she wrote. 